So, Justin, I don't know if you are aware. I know you're not like a big music guy, as as um, exampled in our one of our recent episodes where uh, we we did discuss Blink One Eighty Two, and <laughs> um, I I thought that was a hoot and a holler. But um, did you see that that all the Persona music is on Spotify now? I, I I heard of such a thing, and I think that's a pretty that's pretty nice. Can I tell you something? As someone who has been listening to like, there's a playlist on Spotify made by just like some random person uh that was just titled like persona 5 original like ost original soundtrack and it was obviously not the original soundtrack it's a bunch of people posting covers of the different songs and it's in it they sound good it's just like you can tell it's not the song you know oh boy now that the soundtrack is on spotify it is constantly playing as i do just about everything but but i i posted on twitter a video of me I did for the, for the, like the the fight song, the last surprise. It's the one like yeah. yeah. Um, I did a video of me playing guitar to that song and playing bass. Now I don't know if you are familiar with how hard the bass goes in the whole soundtrack. It's like it goes very hard. So I spent like six days in a row practicing this bass line, really working on it. Because uh, a few months ago, I posted a cover of one of the like boss fight songs where I did two guitars playing it. Um, and, I, and it was pretty cool. And, and I had like 1,500 views on it on Twitter and everything. I was, I thought it was great. And I was like, ooh, this next one's going to be even better. I'm curious how many people will see this. Not that I do things for views, but it's it's I'll post it on Twitter. I yeah, want you, people you to feel, watch it. Yeah, it's validating too sometimes. Yeah, so I, I worked, you know basically the better part of a week on learning this baseline dusting off the old the old fingers um yeah 200 views and i'm not complaining i'm not complaining it's just like i put no effort in the first one and a bunch of people were like this is crazy and then i put a week's worth of effort to learn this thing and it's like no one no one cares yeah i'm i'm not social media famous or or whatever I can only imagine how frustrating that must be when you have a video oh, that yeah. you put your heart and soul in and it gets no traffic. But then you like just throw something in there, a single cut of you saying something, and then that gets like all of the views and makes you a star. Oh, yeah. And I think that's why it's like you, you have people like – and here's the first mention of Jake Paul on our podcast. Oh, (laughs) all right. Logan, I don't know which one is which I like, I know which one is which, but like, I don't know which one did this. They were like, I'm going to, I'm doing like classes on how to be a YouTuber. And it's like, no, you got lucky. That's how you be a YouTuber is like it. it, I I don't think you can teach. You can teach things about like, here's how the algorithm works. Here's how, you know, things you can do to build an audience, but you can't teach like be charming. Uh, Okay, or be yourself. Okay, what if people don't want to watch myself? But so, so what? The reason I bring that up is because it totally speaks to what you just said. Where it's like, you can work really hard on something and no one cares, but that one little thing that you're like, yeah, I just made this meme, throw it up on Twitter. It's like, oh, cool, twelve hundred likes, whatever. <laughs> but um, you know, we're not here though to talk about memes and Twitter and social media and the algorithm. You know, uh, now we're here to we're here to talk about video games because it's Hitbox.
uh, hey, thanks for listening to episode number 25 of Hitbox. That is, Justin, a quarter of a hundred. Yeah, it's divisible by five. Yes, it is. And that's crazy. I'm thinking about the amount of time that I've spent listening to us talk and editing our conversations, and I think that's crazy. My name is Peter Hunspitzek, uh, and Justin Makovich is with me as always. But um, I was thinking about this. like When I edit our podcast, I feel like I talked to you all day. True. Because like I, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I listen to it, and I don't... Maybe this is weird. I don't necessarily register my voice as talking because it sounds like my thinking voice. So it sounds like we just had a conversation. And then I'll talk to you later. I'm like, dude, I've been talking to you all <laughs> Like, day. I am I am <laughs> sick of this conversation right now. I need some space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, speaking of space, what do you plan? Any, I thought that would have been a good segue I, I, uh, if there I was mean, any I, sort of space game. But Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've been playing space games. Uh, so the games I have been playing was I've been continuing to uh, play Cyberpunk. Um, and we'll okay. talk a little bit more about that later today. But I did, in fact, sure. beat the story proper. And spoiler alert, I think I got the bad ending. <laughs> like, literally, the worst ending you could possibly get. Hmm. Okay. I'm uh, going to be curious about what you did. But go <laughs> yeah, on. I, I, I thought I was making the right calls. I, I, I wasn't, though. Um, and then I also booted up the Microsoft Flight Simulator. Remember, uh, two weeks ago, I was talking about how long that thing took to load? Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. This game is absolutely a flight simulator. Like it's exactly what you're expecting <laughs> yep, yep, it to be. Right. Um. And uh, I'm playing it on the PC because I, I don't think it's on the Xbox yet. Not yet. No. Um. But I was playing it on the PC, and I think the one thing that would make this game amazing is if I had like a joystick and a flight stick, and like I actually had like a setup for it because you're sitting there trying to do like little adjustments using like the number keys, and it just doesn't like register yeah. in my head as it being like i'm actually flying something and that mm-hmm. with just like the pace of it it's just like not very fun i saw someone had made a flight stick for um oh gosh what's it called Ro- not rogue squadron what's the star wars squadron game that just came out was it just called squadrons uh do you know what i'm talking about or am i crazy i i should know this i have it i have it purchased um <laughs> yeah it's star- squadrons yeah star wars squadrons yeah. someone made a flight stick for that and that's awesome yeah that's very cool. And and that is the kind of thing that like absolutely builds that immersion, you know what I'm saying? So I yeah. can I can understand why using a keyboard might not like do anything for you. Yeah, and I'm still to that point like I I've, I've kind of when I first got my built my PC, I was like I'm going to become a PC gamer. I'm going to use mouse and keyboard. I'm going to be the best player with the mouse and keyboard. I'm going to leave that controller behind. Uh, but I've gone from that mode of thinking to just like i'm just gonna keep going with the controller on this thing because (laughs) i feel used to it and i do not want to learn these keyboards because it's like one game you can get used to it but if you go from playing Fortnite to then go to apex it's like Mm -hmm. there's like a couple of buttons the same but everything is different and what like the one you got to press is different and i know like that's video games it's different on your controller but with just how many keys there are um, I should I should have spent a little bit more and get one of those fun um, keyboards that light up. You can light up specific keys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff, so you can like see like what you're doing. But uh, maybe that's a future purchase. But I, d- I don't think I'm going to be um, a keyboard uh, master race kind of player. Uh, anything else? Uh, not really. I guess I, I spent a lot of this week uh, playing uh, Adobe Premiere Pro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, so I just have I have a few questions for you because you, you're you're uh, you're you're and you like to edit. You know how to edit. I would say I would you're say pretty that, good at it. I would say that I of all the video games in my life, I've put the most into probably Overwatch, Skyrim, and Premiere Pro. 
<laughs> game of the year. <laughs> yep. Well, um, anyway, so uh, with with that, how did you how did you learn how to premiere? Um, wonderful question. I was in college and I took a TV production class where basically my professor said, all right, the goal of this class is a project based class and we meet once a week uh, for an hour on Wednesday nights and you basically only have to come to the first class session and the last class session and in between now and then you need to make a documentary about anything cool so i was like okay i would love a little bit more instruction um <laughs> on how that works uh didn't get a whole lot but so basically we had to make a documentary and edit using the school computers that had you know premiere on them and the professor didn't really know how to use premiere that mm. well so it was sort of a like trial by fire, you yeah, know, because yeah. also she had showed us some examples and like it's pretty it was pretty much just like putting footage with other footage and music. So that's not particularly complicated. But for someone who doesn't know anything about a program, that is still complicated. Right. Um, and so I, I did that there. And then when I was in Australia, I took a filmmaking class, a short filmmaking class where we did a lot. Of, we watched a lot of film and stuff. And then we had to produce one. And the editor in my group uh, didn't really want to be the editor, so I was like, I'll be the <laughs> editor. So I uh, did that there and then came home and started doing stuff for the Chronicle, which is North Central's newspaper and yada, yada, yada. And then now I'm here doing it all the time, editing podcasts, making vi- videos about games. Yes. It, so you, you're, you're, you're basically saying it's one of those things just like experience and opportunity. Yeah, well, because I mean, I obviously had help, but I had help with the basics. And from there, it was easier to just look up videos because there are tutorials on how to do everything. The hard part is like getting started, if yeah. that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and sometimes even just having like knowing the right thing that the program can do, because even if you're looking for tutorials, sometimes it's like, oh, wait, that like you're just like randomly looking at something else. And then you find yes. out something else that could help you. It's just it's just a rabbit hole sometimes. But I definitely it's so funny because uh, this last thing I've been working on, I probably put almost 40 hours into it, which is about the yep. same amount of time as cyberpunk. But I felt <laughs> that I have put so much more time <laughs> into the premiere project than I did for cyberpunk. Because <laughs> at least with cyberpunk, you get to shoot people. Right. And with, right. With, with, with premiere, it's like. Where's my cursor? Okay. <laughs> um, I will say this. So I did an internship with a local uh, news station uh, two summers ago. And that, uh, first of all, wasn't very fun. They sent me to uh, different like lots that were going to be have construction going on in them. There was just like empty lots where people were like, okay, this is going to be a Starbucks or whatever. And so they were just like, go out and just film the lot. It's an empty lot. So it's just like <laughs> chain link fences and like overgrown shrubberies. But so I didn't learn anything. It was an unpaid inter- internship. And I once heard some advice and it's like, well, every internship can be paid as long as you steal enough stuff to make it up. So every single. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't steal anything big. I stole a T-shirt. They gave me an unwashed T-shirt that had like a the logo on the thing for it. You stole um, an unwashed? Can we go back to that for a second? Yeah, they gave it to me, and they're like, you should probably wash this. And I was like, I cannot believe that you just handed this to me 
are not paying me and said, you should probably wash this. Because it means that other people wore it and just didn't. <laughs> so I stole that. I, and my last day was like a surprise because I couldn't actually go in in my last day. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to tell you this. This might not even make it in the show, but buckle up. <laughs> so on my last day. <laughs> so me and someone else from North Central uh, were interns at the same time. And, uh, you know, it's like a three-month internship thing just over the summer. And... I had a conflict on my last day that I didn't know about until like two days before my second to last day. So it turns out my second to last day is going to be my last day. Right. So I show up, I finish the project I'm working on and I'm like in the editing suite. I'm like, all right, everyone, I'll see you later. Um, and they were like, is this, are you done? I was like, yeah, this is, this is my last day. And they're like, oh, we usually try and like, you know, bake cookies, like brownies or something for for the interns on their last day. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Not necessary. I do really appreciate the thought, though. And I went silent for a second, and some guy from the back goes, you want a bratwurst? <laughs> I didn't know what to do in this situation, so I was like, yeah, I want a bratwurst. So if, like, if it was a movie, it would be like hard cut to me standing with a fork just eating a bratwurst in this room full of people. Just like a microwaved bratwurst. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you what, Justin, they might not rem uh, remember me, but they will remember that for the rest of their lives. <laughs> remember that time we, we celebrated an intern leaving with a bratwurst? It was just silent of me chewing this bratwurst as everyone's like, click, 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 click. Oh, man, dude. That was busted. <laughs> just like silence. <laughs> You want bratwurst? Yeah, I fucking take a bratwurst. But <laughs> so this has been uh, ed editing with Pete and Juice, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but that's really all I've been playing uh, for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I've been okay. So uh, I got the platinum on uh, Miles Morales. I sat down. Um, I got all the other trophies, other than the you know the New Game Plus trophies. And I did it in one sitting, New Game Plus. I sat down at 9 p.m. and I finished at midnight or so. And I felt like a speedrunner. Like, just like just avoiding everything, yep. going straight to, to where I was going. And because I had just completed the story, the, excuse me, the, you know, the few days before. So I remembered, like, okay, well, they're going to walk from this way, so I got to go this way immediately. So I'm just, like, at the door waiting for people to open stuff. <laughs> Um, it's a good game. So I, I did that, and then I'm just trying to like tie up all my loose ends in terms of giant open-world sandbox games. I'm, I'm working through Assassin's Creed Valhalla again. I've put 50 hours into it, and I don't mean to spoil anything. I killed an enemy who I thought was one of the main antagonists of the game. Mm. And I thought that was going to sort of be the end. Mm -hmm. uh, it was not. Hmm. And it ended, and some things happened, and then someone was like, okay, we'll go here and help this guy's getting married. I was like, uh, well, no, no. Come back and let's talk about this other thing that just happened. So I only have three more um, like places to go, so I'm, maybe that'll be it, but I don't know. We will see. Still playing Persona 5 Royal with Elena, and then I started Hollow Knight on the Switch, and as someone who doesn't like Metroidvanias, I think it's quite cute and also quite fun. I think one of the things I like about that game is how it's the Metroidvania kind of spliced with your Souls games a little bit. Yeah. Like a 2D Where Souls. it is like difficult, but I would say it's like challenging. Yeah. In a way that like Dark Souls is not. Dark Souls is like punishing. 
but this what, is challenging. All I'm going to say is, remember, I'm bad at games, but just wait sure. till you get to some of these bosses. <laughs> oh, there have been some bosses where I was like, what do I do about that? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hollow, Knight's, Hollow Knight is good. Yeah, I never I never beat it, but I got pretty far uh, along in it. It's like one of those things now where if I go back into it, it's like I put 20 hours in. I might as well just restart it because I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin, can I, before we get to our big topic, yes. can I read you? Our first ever piece of listener mail. Oh my goodness. Yes, please. Yes. It's so exciting, isn't it? Ah! Um, I feel like a real podcast. I know it's happened. It's happened. Um, So this is I May Be a Ginger on Twitter. Sent this to me. Uh, Listen to the news episode, and I'm really looking forward to the Ratchet and Clank, uh, to Ratchet and Clank and the new Horizon game. We talked a little bit about uh, the new Horizon game last week in terms of ratchet and clank that is that's a big one that i feel like we didn't really touch on have you ever played any of those games i have not i i have not and uh i i told like i feel like that's one that i should kind of go back to because i have it for the ps4 like when they came out with that remaster version yeah, of it. yeah 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 um and uh i just never got like started playing it because i really like they first came out like ps2 era right that's when the, like Ratchet and clank, so. clank first became a thing and yeah. i never I, I didn't really have i never had a ps2 i didn't own that uh so the games that i would have probably loved around when i was that age would have been like the jack and dexter and the the ratchet and clank games like those would be the type of games that i would have just eaten up um, sure when i when i was uh, of that age not saying that it's like you have to be a child or younger to, to play those mm-hmm. games but specifically when when i i would always play those character platformer games uh around that age and things and not that they're all platformers are kind of shooters too but like yeah. that would have been such a nice bridge gap for me to getting into more shooting games because it is sure, like those, yeah. those quote-unquote cuter characters that you you're mixing that kind of fun like actiony combat with it um but i'm actually really excited about it because i hope um is it an exclusive for PS5 or is it a cross? Yes, I think it's a PS5 exclusive because it's made by Insomniac, who are a PlayStation studio. Well, I mean PS5, so it does, it's, not, it's not also on PS4. Oh, correct. Well, because it, it uses the SSD, right? which and, is like the whole thing. And I, and I think out of, out of everything about that, like even though I haven't really played the other ones, the, because this is going to be something that seems to be designed with PS5 in mind and the hardware in mind, um, mm-hmm. I will definitely check that out. Same reason why I played, uh, why I bought Demon's Souls when it first came out. Not that I'm never going to play that game, but I didn't really, I wasn't going to get invested into Demon's Souls. I just wanted to see what PS5 looks like um, at sure. its best at the time. So when that comes out, I think regardless of, of my interest in the Ratchet & Clank series, I'm definitely going to play it, but I do want to at least play that PS4 game before. Yeah, what's nice is on the um, the Ratchet and Clank PS4 one is on the PlayStation Plus collection. Oh, okay, it's there too. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so um, it is something that is interesting to me, and it's the kind of thing that I think I might check out before Rift. What's it called Rift? Rift apart. Rift apart. Yeah, before that one comes out, I might as well check that one out because it will be free to me. Um, free, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, just to see if it's something that I would be interested in. I played actually a lot of Jack and Dexter because they had it at the local like reselling like resale bookstore. They had a handful of video games and so we had a PS2 to play Star Wars Battlefront 2 and then my brother was like you should play these two. So we played Jack and Dexter 2 and 3 or I guess it was just called Jack 2 and 3, right? Or was it Jack and Dexter? I think it eventually became Jack. I can look I can look that up, but uh yeah. yeah. So I eventually started playing those games and I liked them a lot and um, Ratchet and Clank seems like a similar kind of thing. 
it also seems like they've got some interesting things going on with the uh, controller as well. At least that's how they had framed it. Um, and just to be clear, I don't think they have a release date on that yet. I thought it was supposed to be this year, but I also think I made that up. Oh, okay. Like I, I heard it was like it could have been a launch. It might have been a launch game. It might be an early 2021 game. But I, I think they're just going to kind of play it by ear because I don't think... You know, I would hope uh, we're to a point now where where th- that they're not going to be announcing delays. I hope they don't announce delays as much, and they just kind of wait a little bit. I think there's nothing yeah. wrong. If 2020 and this global pandemic has taught me anything, you know, just kind of take it a day at a time. Yeah, yeah. You no need to announce the date if it's not ready. Just, just let us know when you get there. But hey, uh, thanks so much for sending that in. Uh, if you are listening to this and you're interested in talking to us or having a message read on the show, you can. Uh, I'll say this at the end too, but you can hit us up on Twitter at hitboxpod or um, you can email us at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. So let's talk about the Xbox Series X and the PS5. Right when they came out, there were a lot of reviews comparing them. And I feel like you can't really compare the two until you've play- used them for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, yes, there are some pretty clear immediate differences, but in terms of, like, actually using it, I think that you should take a minute to really, you know, use a bunch of different games and and see, okay, here are the little things that annoy me after a while, as opposed to just, like, here are my first initial impressions. So, you do not have the uh, Series X. I do not have the Series X yet. Right. I'm going to come out and say this. I do not think the PS5 is bad, but I prefer the Xbox Series X. Ooh. I want to say that I'm not shocked that you would say that, just kind of like off the the the, the bat here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, like I am, I wouldn't call myself a fanboy of Sony. I've just been a PlayStation first type of person. Um, yeah. For since, re- I guess really actually since the end of the PS3 generation to... Um, the PS4 and now PS5. And I have been, you know, specifically with Xbox One, I've always looked over at that with like kind of like happiness and like a little bit of jealousy to a lot of the stuff. Yeah. And I think from a, a hardware perspective, um, I think the uh, Xbox has, has had the right idea um, mm-hmm. really since the botched launch of the Xbox One, I think. Yeah. Um, and even that showed a lot of foresight. Uh, but I mean, just the game, you know, you know how much I love Game Pass and how much I mentioned Game Pass. I think that yeah. alone kind of shows you the the thought process of Xbox and how they want you to get as many experiences in gaming as, as possible. They want you to try as many things. They want you to be a gamer. Um, and I, I, I love that kind of stuff. The reason mm-hmm. I like PlayStation has never been because it runs things better or they're <laughs> still processors. <laughs> uh, the reason I like PlayStation is just because those exclusives speak more to me. And they've yeah. always spoken more to me, and I think like that's why that I I would go to PlayStation first, and that's why I got the PlayStation Five before the uh, Series X. Yeah, I'll I'll say this though, as of right now, like me recommending the Series X over the PS Five, first of all, has a lot of caveats, and second of all, I think that the PS Five has a much better launch than the Series X, just in terms of I mean games mostly. Uh, obviously game pass is great but you look at like what is this what is an xbox series x game off the top of your head it's like well assassin's <laughs> creed for sure and we yakuza because we talked about it 
uh, you know, whereas, hey, what's a PS5 game? Oh, Demon Souls, Miles Morales. Um, what's the one where you fight it, fighting demons? Um, Dante is there. Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry, excuse me, thank you. Um, <laughs> Dante Snacks, is there, he's uh, a... <laughs> Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. you, I could tell you here are the PS5 games. If you're like, hey, what are the Xbox Series X enhanced games? Like, ah. yeah, you know. So, that being said, can I tell you some pros about the Xbox Series X? Absolutely, I would love to hear them. So the first thing is, I really like the controller. It's basically the same as the Xbox One controller. It's not; they're different, but. And a lot of people have sort of been reductive in saying it's the same thing. It's not. It's, it is a little bit different. It's smaller a little bit, and it fits a little bit more comfortably in your hands. You know, it's funny. I've been pretty much exclusively using the Series X controller when I've been using my Series X. But if I go to hold the uh, Xbox One controllers, it's like, why is this so big? And it's not <laughs> that it's not that different in size, but it is different enough that you sort of feel it. And there's like grips on the back of it. There's the share button. And then I'm told that there's other tech stuff about it that's different that doesn't affect me at all. But I like it. I think it's a great controller, and I think that why change something that isn't bad or broken? And I think a lot of people talk about, like, hey, this is one of the best controllers ever made. Why would you ever try to be like, well, we're going to do it different now? You know, yeah, and I think on top of it, it also kind of reflects the strategy that Xbox is going with about yeah. how you know just because you have a new console doesn't mean that everything has to be brand new. I mean, there's obviously the you know the technology is better on the Series mm-hmm. X, but they want you to be able to play things anywhere. So if yeah. you have a controller that has certain features that change certain games, that would just make a lot of backwards compatible. A lot of what their vision is, I think, for gaming and Xbox, that would make it a little bit more complicated. Um, if yeah. they had like, you know, they have another button, another face button that does things, you know, uh, it just makes it harder. I, I totally agree. And and I think that my mom sent me an article. My mom sends me like video game articles whenever she comes across. I'm like, have you heard about this? And I'm usually like, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she sent me one before the, the launch of the systems where people were mad because you can't use the dual shock controllers on the PS5. And I'm kind of like, well, Yeah. Like, that's not, like, ever been a thing before other than now with the Xbox. And so I think that that is one of those things that, you know, people like to compare Xbox to PlayStation as we are doing right now. But um, I think I think one that is a feature that I think sometimes people look at with envy in terms of, you know, that backwards compatibility stuff. Um, additionally, there's some great backwards compatibility on the Xbox Series X, I to my understanding, if you have a game that says Xbox on it, if you put it inside your Series X, it will work. I, I I'm pretty sure there, right. there may be like one or two exceptions, but I can't I right. can't but think of them. So I think I, the I, idea is that you can play anything. Yeah, and I think that's awesome. And I think that if PlayStation had done that, I think that would have been like game changer. Obviously they did not, and I'm not saying that that's bad or good either way, but I am saying that the Series X is cool because it can do that. And not that I am going and dusting off my original Xbox Star Wars Republic Commando game and putting that in there, but it's nice to know that if I wanted to, <laughs> I could. Well, and, and I think, too, like, I don't know what your storage situation is. I have, like, two huge bins in my house of old video game consoles that I yeah. don't want to get rid of because, 
you know, what if one, and I know this is always like the what if, but just like that, having that security that if one day I want to go back and I want to play something for the GameCube, I'll still yeah. have the original GameCube and I can still plug it in once I find the right ports or whatever. Um, but Something with Xbox, about preservation. Yeah, but for Xbox, I don't have to keep my my Xbox, my Xbox right. 360, my Xbox One even. I, I like you get the new one, that is what you need. You don't need the other stuff. And I think that's that's amazing. That's great. I think as with a lot of stuff Xbox does, it's very consumer friendly. Yeah. And and, and, and think, space friendly too, if you live in a small place. <laughs> yes, yes. And I mean, speaking of you said I don't know what your storage space is like. The storage on the Series X is pretty great. I mean, I don't remember exactly how big it is, but I downloaded all the games that I had on my Xbox One, and it fit just fine. No problems there. That's going to come up again. Uh, additionally, the, the UI is good. It's the same one from the Xbox One, so it doesn't feel that different, because they updated it when, like, was that March or so? They, at some point in 2020, they updated it all, and I think it's a good UI. Uh, but the one downside to that is, like, when I plugged it in, it did not feel different mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. Um, but, I mean, it's familiar, so that is and, something and I like. I, I I know for a fact that there are better phones out there than the iPhone. The reason I, I keep upgrading an iPhone is because I feel comfort in knowing that things are generally the same. Yeah, and, and I like I've I know had, where to go for whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had the same phone since I, you know, was in college, and that is very, very comforting for me. Quote, unquote, same phone. Right, right, right. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, additionally, like, it runs things very fast, and they do look very good. I went from playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla on my Xbox, my Quantum Break Edition Xbox One, to playing it on this. And, like, first of all, you double the frames, obviously, and then, like, there's not, like, ray tracing, but the reflections are definitely better, and, like, the just environment looks really nice, and it stopped doing that, um, what's it called, like, frame splitting, where it like loads the first half of the frame faster than the second half. So it kind of looks like a really bad, like it doesn't, it doesn't look good. Um, yeah, but now I, I have that problem really that. very, uh, on my computer, which I was very disappointed with. I had to, I had to toggle a couple settings to fix that, but that was happening mm-hmm. when I was playing Blair witch. Um, and I was just very upset with that because I'm like, this computer is worth a lot of money. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and it doesn't look good. And it's like, Hey, stop that. Yeah. But now, um, seeing that comparison has been like, Whoa, that is, insane um and additionally i mean like we've talked about this i started playing that game on the game i was playing gamecube games on when i was a kid and now (laughs) i'm playing it on this you know 4k screen with all this stuff so it's 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 a pretty wild glow up for our good friend Uh, avor even even over break um i you know i play games like at my work desk and because i've been working Mm -hmm. at home um and over break uh i legitimately took my game my, my PS5 out of the room where my nice monitor is to my like living room. And I have like my old, old TV um, yeah. on a cart, like a, like a screen cart. Like it's like, Oh, it's movie day in class today, students. Um, and I just rolled that out in there. So I was playing cyberpunk on that. Oh yeah. How's that? For like most of my playtime. And it was fine. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't like, I didn't, wasn't like, Oh, but then I put, was playing it yesterday on my, my, my 4k monitor again. And I was like, Oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> this is what lines look like. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the last thing I'll, I'll say about the series X is like, it's sleek. I think it's pretty looking and it's small. I mean, you know, people joked about how big these consoles are i'll say that the series x is smaller than the xbox one and it is 
like a microbe in comparison to the PS5. Yeah, it is I was, I was gonna say like I was gonna say like yeah. Well, I mean it's 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 not only that it's like small and like it's a nice little sleek thing. You just put it next to that PlayStation, and it just even more proves yeah, well, they, how they giant, sit next to each other. Yeah. They sit next to each other, and like on my like media cabinet, and I mean the PS5 is this weird like shape. It looks like two Pringles kinda, and then there's just like this black box so it's cool i like it a lot and uh so far i have played uh, assassin's creed cyberpunk and i did uh call of the sea and i dipped my toes into sekiro oh andy kuz as well so looks great runs great i've had one crash and that was because of cyberpunk i do not think that was a xbox problem you know uh, it's, can, can you it's uh talk to me about the quick resume i know that that's a big oh. thing i'm really jealous of didn't even put that on here. Uh, yes, that is the best part. That is absolutely probably one of the best parts of it. Um, I never thought that. I mean, I'm not one to like. I you know we say like playing games at the same time. I play a handful of games at the same time, but like I never. Pl- I very rarely play multiple games in like a single evening. However, that quick resume carries through. Like, if you unplug your Xbox and move it somewhere else and plug it back in, it carries through there. Oh, that is really awesome. Like, yeah. Even so if it's like, like off and the power's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going from playing Assassin's Creed to like, okay, well, I'm going to play Cyberpunk tonight now. Like, up, oh, and I'm in the game, you know, at the just in a pause menu. It's pretty sweet. It is It is pretty sweet. I've restarted games because of bug reasons, but not that it's not like a xbox reason like i've restarted cyberpunk because it's like okay well the pathing fucked up and the only way to fix it is to reset the game close the app same thing with assassin's creed but that's not a problem on the hardware side so it's it's very cool and that is a feature that like the fact that the ps5 doesn't have that it is like a huge leg up I mean, Huge Lego. it's funny because like the the rest mode resume that or whatever they I forget the name of what it was like what PlayStation had had for the, for the PS4 and I guess has for the PS5 for the one mm-hmm. game that was always like the little bit of an advantage I'd be like ha ha yes but the but now it's just kind of like uh, Microsoft's like we're gonna take the feature you're doing and we're gonna make it amazing it's like way better and yeah. like now and you know we had talked about how like the Switch now is like oh it's so slow and like you can't go back to these other generation consoles. But like seriously, now when I play the PS5 and I'm going between games, I'm like, tick tick. All right, let's. Um, all right, Spider Man. What you got? Four seconds here. All right, four seconds. It's a very different story than the one that Xbox was. I know that me. that's so funny too because like you know it is a convenience and I think it definitely is a, is a, is a strong pro to it, but it's such a first world. It is such a first world <laughs> thing, and it's it's wild that I'm like playing. So playing Persona Five on this the PS5, it's not like an optimized gamer it's like not a ps5 game you know what i'm saying but the transition between days is like you hardly see the the calendar as it switches over because it just goes boop, all right you're done and that's cool and that is a very cool like comparison to you know a game on the ps4 versus a game on the ps5 i'm gonna assume that you understand and agree with me on all the pros of the ps5 so we can be quick sure uh the games are good Mm-hmm. And they are, it is clear what games are for the PS5 and what are not. Um, I really like the controller features with the the ones from like Astro's Playroom. Um, I think those are awesome. I would like to see them implemented a little bit more. I was kind of disappointed. I booted up uh, 
What's the game I liked with the bow and arrow? Horizon. Nope. Other one. Pathless. Pathless. Yeah. I thought that was going to have a little bit more with the haptic feedback and the triggers. It didn't really. Same thing with Spider-Man. I don't know what I wanted them to be, but I thought they would be a little bit different. Um, it's not like a deal breaker. It's just like, yeah, I I'm, think- I, it's just that Astros was so cool. And I was expecting that to be the same level of like integration and everything else. And it's not, but yeah, I think, I think that's one of the things too, that um, I do think it is a cool thing that the system has, mm-hmm. but ultimately the, the fact that it is only on the PS five, it does, it kind of doesn't incentivize companies to, to spend a lot of time like working yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming the first party PS5 only games will start to have that mm-hmm. stuff uh, a lot more. But again, I don't know if it's because I have bad circulation or nerve damage in my hands, but like I stopped noticing those features after a while anyway. They just become white noise to me. <laughs> well, what's what's interesting is it's like it's doing its job correctly. If the first time you do it, you go, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And then you never think about it ever yep. again because it's just like really well integrated, you know? Um, so yeah, I also like the I, I do like the form factor um a lot for the the dual sense. The form factor, what like do you how mean? it feels in your hand, like the how it the. Interesting. That's actually on the cons oh. list. Of like, my, I I mean I think here. I think when when I'm when I'm comparing it to the other dual the other uh, dual shot controllers in the past, um I I think it it feels bigger. It does have that same kind of like like. A little it's it's heavier which i like a lot um mm-hmm. it just feels much more similar to a full hand thing than the kind of sometimes skinny feeling of the the dual shocks mm-hmm. um and i do like the the standard uh joysticks not the position of them because i do fi- i do feel like sometimes the offset that xbox has is great um the actual like top of them feels good on my on my thumbs yeah 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 that makes sense I do like, I like some things about the actual shape of the controller better, but I feel like the dual shock for fits better in my hands for whatever reason. Um, I, I, I don't know if I could really explain why it's just a preference thing for me. I also like that, uh, there are lights on the actual console. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I have that written down here. I think it's fun. I think it's cute. Uh, and, and it, it, like the Xbox series X, it loads really fast. It works really fast. I mean, fast travel in those games now is like, oh, where do you want to be? Here? All right, you're there. Like, it's not a big deal at all. Right, so, right. Um, it's cool. I, I I do like it. I just think that the Series X is just a little bit more for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. In terms of, like, cons, though, like, the Series X, the this you know i put this in a pro of like it's got a familiar ui but the con is also like when i was booting it up and playing it up i was like all right nothing's new it's just the, it's just the <laughs> yeah. way that it all works is different but it's like didn't feel any different and, and uh, sometimes like like that might be like a con in the in the beginning moment but ultimately that's like that that's a con that really is kind of a plus because like just because something is new doesn't mean it's always better oh we'll get to that about the ps5 ui in my experience with that Please. uh <laughs> let me talk about it right now i mean who cares it's, it's our show uh the the my experience trying to start using my ps5 was a nightmare as many other people have experienced i don't know how it was for you when i was trying to transfer that data from my ps5 ps4 to my ps5 it kept canceling out and the reason was and i know i talked about this when before the things came out the fact that it's only got you know 600 gigs of memory well games are huge now it kept canceling out because I didn't think I had much on my PS4. 
I had over 600 gigs of games and, and memory and stuff. So it was, so I was like trying to put it through and it kept canceling out after like four hours. So I would do it overnight and then it would just be like, can't do it. Does not compute. So then I just had to individually download everything, which isn't the end of the world, but like I would have liked it to do what it said it wanted to do. Just, just for uh, my, my reference, what kind of PlayStation 4 did you have? I had the one terabyte slim. Okay, got it. Because I, I, I've been, um, <laughs> I've been grandpaing the original <laughs> with uh, the still the five hundred gigs, and yeah. that's been, that's been annoying. But I feel like just because I don't know any better, I'm not bothered by the storage size as much because it's still sure. more than what I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I fully one of the I've never transferred data over like the games over from one to the other at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have like cloud saves and stuff that I could download if I, if I need to, but I haven't done the, the crazy stuff with it. And from everything I've heard, it's not been. Fun. No, I heard that. I heard that now it goes better than it did, which it went very poorly for me. So like, what's that say about how it used to be? You know, but I do want to say it's, it's still, uh, everything I've read and heard, it's still better than what you do for, for the Nintendo switch. If you have to switch over your stuff. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. I mean, they, I mean, they're just bad with UI in general, like, yeah. <laughs> or like transferring things. In order to get an image from your computer to your Switch for Animal Crossing, you need three devices. Yep, yep. <laughs> you need a phone. You need a computer. You need your Switch. Can you imagine? <laughs> yep. Uh, best multiplayer game nominee right there. Yes, it certainly is. <laughs> can't, be- can't believe it didn't win. Can't believe it. Do you like the UI for the PS5? I don't love it. And I think it's just because I thought that the PS4 one was really good, but like, yeah, I think do much I, for me. I don't, I don't dislike it. I, I did like a lot the uh, dual bar kind of setup that was on the the PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that a lot. I thought it made it nice and simple. the The thing is, like, they still have that bar there. It's just how you get it is a little bit different. Um, yeah. With the playing, play, pressing the PlayStation button. But I think more so than the um, more so than the the fact that it's that's kind of changed how you have to think about it. I think it's a symptom of the fact that I hate what they did with the with the PlayStation button and how it that is, changes it, the the UI. I cannot believe that they flipped it around. Yeah, where now you hold it to to exit the games and tap it to pull up the menu. Yeah, I if I were to if I were to make a guess, they wanted you to be able to access the the settings bar that you mm-hmm. do a lot easier um anywhere you are no matter what you're yeah in, i guess so that's what they wanted to do um but it just makes i just think it makes it a little bit more clunky and it feels like i'm actually in the long term pressing more buttons and while you know with how fast this this game this system works like how hard is it to press home and then go to the settings that way you know what right. i mean like yes like i understand their logic i just don't like it here's the thing every single every single time i go to turn off my playstation because that's pretty much the only time i use that bar i it is always followed by me hitting the button and then audibly out loud going like oh uh like look at like look at the controller being like what do i do here yeah maybe we'll get used to it i mean i i do have to say i i'm now used to the home button a little bit more um Mm -hmm. and like what it does but if i ever go back to the playstation 4 why would i though but if i ever go back to there i'd be very confused um i Set my PlayStation 4 upstairs in my family room for my parents because uh, two things. It's a Blu-ray player 
And also, there is a Jeopardy video game that uses... It's like a Jackbox game, basically. But you start it up on the PlayStation 4, and then it's all controlled on your phone, and you have to speak into your phone be like, what is Margaret Mead? Or, like, whatever. And it's they have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> I, I might put mine back in the in the main room, too, to just have, like, some of, like, the party games, like the That's Used and stuff like that. Like yeah, yeah. Wants to play. Um, so, ultimately, if you have a choice mm-hmm. to play... Um, what's a big what's a big cross generation game that you would want to play? If if you had a choice right now to pre order a game, the next big game, the next Assassin's Creed, so to speak, mm-hmm. and everything is the same on both of those platforms except for the Xbox, except for ones on Xbox, ones on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Which can you describe why you would choose you would get it on Xbox? And like yeah. quick little summary. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, so let me be clear that I am a weirdo. And not everything makes sense for whatever reason. Uh, not everything makes sense in my head. For whatever reason, thinking about Cyberpunk, I see that game and I'm like, that's an Xbox game. I know you can play it on both, but I see that and I go, I want to play that on the Xbox. I think it's about like, it comes down to like controllers. I know that's again, kind of weird. But when I was playing Call of Duty on the PS4, I was like, this is weird. Even though the buttons are at the same places, like this is an Xbox game. I'm playing it on a PS4 controller. That's kind of weird. I think it has to do with the fact that I came up, you know, like I was playing Xboxes throughout, you know, I started with the 360, or I guess I started with the original, then 360, the Xbox One, and now I have a PS4, PS5. So those games that I first played on the PS4 and PS5, I'm like, that is a PlayStation game versus that is an Xbox game. Uh, so it depends. <laughs> I'm like, I was stoked when I got the the code for Assassin's Creed on the Xbox, because I was like, that's where I wanted to play it, actually. I don't know why. If I had to choose just some random game, I would probably try it on the PS5, because I'd be curious about if it did anything interesting with the triggers. Mm -hmm. But um, does that make sense? You you basically, it would be like you're just, there are certain control, the the controller is really the thing for you, would you say? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. I think that makes sense a lot. Um, And for me... Uh, depending on the game, the, I, I would most likely choose the PlayStation. Can you guess mm-hmm. why? Trophies. Yeah, 100%. Like, if it's a game that's going to be like a platinum thing, I would choose mm-hmm. it. I would choose. I have more fun getting a platinum than I would 100% gamer score a game. Yes, I, I agree. And actually, now that you say that, I would probably agree with you there. The only difference is, can I, can I be honest here? And, and I know that people will come for me for this. I think that trophies are fun. I love gamer score. I love the idea of the gamer score. And I love comparing, seeing what, you know, what has everyone played? What did you get gamer score for? What achievements have you gotten? I think they should combine the two. I would love one account. I mean, obviously they would never do this. No. I would love one account with where every trophy I got gave me some gamer score. I don't know. I like the numbers going up and I like these different like individual profiles and stuff yeah, like I that. Yeah, I think but. Sony has tried to emulate some of the like and to be clear, yeah. I think I think uh, gamer score stuff is good. I love the tracking on that so much better than what they do on PlayStation. It's a little bit better with the PS5, a little bit better, going to say. Yeah. Um yep, I but agree. the the tracking is so much better on um Xbox. Uh, I just like that tangible, like, how many Platinums do you have? Because, like, when you get a Platinum, it's like, this is, I'm done with this. And not every game has a Platinum, though it's not that hard to get, I, I, I from what I hear. Um, but um, just to have that, like, one little thing to get, to get that double pop after you get that last one is just very, like, special to me, I guess. Um, I, I totally get it. 
But not every game. And to be clear, folks, I'm, I not every game is a platinum game. But I do have to say, like when going back to Fallen Order, um, it was it was hard for me to get that game on Xbox mm-hmm. because I wanted to platinum it. And when sure. I went back to try to to I guess hundred percent the the tr- trophies on it when I went to play it again or late last year, um, I didn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And also, it's like I think it depends on. I assume you feel differently about this and I'll tell you why I think that, but for me, it's fun for to be able to show my friends to, to look at my friends list and go like, what'd you get a platinum on? Oh, yeah. you got one for Neon Automata yep. yep. and oh, you got one for this and this and this. Well, for whatever reason, Justin, you keep your games to private and that makes me a sad boy because I want to see <laughs> all those cheese. <laughs> um, I, cause I, there have been a multiple times where I've been like, well, no, surely it's not. He, he loves the, the platinum too much for me to not know and not be able to snoop. But um, alas, I snooped and snopped, and I cannot find. All right, moving on. Uh, here, here is a message about spoilers. Hey, there's gonna be spoilers in uh, about Cyberpunk in the next thirty to whenever minutes. If you don't want the Cyberpunk ending to be spoiled, don't listen to this and come back once. You've I do want to say it. before we officially break it. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. The the spoilers about a lot of this stuff, like yes, there's like a story and there's spoiler points. I I'm not gonna say this story is like a groundbreaking story, and this has not been the reason why I've been playing this game. And yes, we are gonna talk about like definitive answers to questions and stories and things like that. But like the the story's not every single thing twi- like big air quotes twist that happened at the end. I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, was like, I was like, yeah, like okay. Sure. There's nothing that happened that was like mind blowing. Right. Right. So so okay. So you finished it. I I finished it last week. Um, the and I think I said this on the show. The ending I got was stupid. Okay. So I hope we got yeah. the same ending. I will let you go first because you've researched the other endings, correct? I did a little bit of research and I was like, you know, I'll go back and I'll try some things out. And then I didn't because um, I did absolutely no research. The only thing I know about the ending are, are what the trophies say. So I think that kind of gives me a direction of where the other endings are going to go. Sure, um, sure. But so let me let me ask you this, because it seems like this was a common theme throughout all the endings. Did you let Johnny Silverhand take over your body? I did not, because I was like, this whole quest has been trying to free me from this. We have absolutely had a different experience with our ending. I, I okay. did. Interesting. But there's a reason why. So can okay. you can you tell me your ending first? Yeah, so I got the one where um, you have like three different people to call. You can call the Arasaka woman. What's her name? Me, Mikoshi. No, Mikoshi's, Mikoshi's the place. Mikoshi's the, yeah, the data center he, uh he to the google uh hanoko Hana, hanako i'm writing this down just for reference purposes okay <clears throat> so okay so there's like three people you can call right there's like hanako arasaka she because you meet with her in like an elevator mm-hmm. right and you're like and then you have like pass out in the elevator and whatever and so you can call you can call her you can call in my experience pan am mm-hmm. which apparently is the only other npc you can call Correct. I thought that it was going to be whoever you romanced or whoever you had like a strong relationship with. I don't know why my guy was, I don't know why V wasn't like, let me call Rivers. I'm a very able bodied, like proven, like provenly loyal and able bodied person. Let's call him. He seems like he's got a pretty good handle on life. I don't know about uh, that. I, I don't, I don't know. Did you do his quest line before you beat the story? Yeah. Okay. 
We're, yeah, he was like, "You want to kiss?" And I was like, "Maybe we can have some lemonade." <laughs> <laughs> um, but but so like so uh, you could call uh, Hanako, you could call Pan Am, or you could call uh, or you could call Rogue and let Johnny Silverhand take control of your body to go infiltrate Air Saka Tower, or you could shoot yourself right there. I didn't do the shoot myself because I saw I saw what that ending would be, and it was stupid. Uh, not stupid. It was just like, do you want the game to end now? Or do you want to have a final act? I'm <laughs> like, well, I would like the <laughs> final act, please, game. So I let Johnny Silverhand take control of my body, Hank, go with Rogue, and um, infiltrate Arasaka Tower. What are you looking at me? You're giving me like a big, big look. Why? What's up? Because I did too. Is that, what do you mean? Okay, keep going, well, keep going. I uh, want uh, Keep going, then, keep going. So, so we get inside the tower. Uh, we fight our way through. There's some other guy who they talked about, like I was supposed to know who he was, uh, flying the helicopter. <laughs> and there, <laughs> were, like he, he was, he was the son of the person in the original crew that you stormed Arasaka Tower with. Oh, okay. That's fine. Maybe he should well, be a character too. But I think fine. that would have been that would have been great, wouldn't it? Have because at the very end, when I, like I was walking past him, I'm just like, so like, all right, we good? See you later, character. I don't know. <laughs> Because because the whole time you're playing as we as I was doing this mission like I was waiting so Rogue dies it died for me and uh, I was like oh no I didn't want that to happen but then there were like no stakes for this other guy because I was like yeah he could have not been here and it would have been the same mm-hmm. so we got we got inside uh, fought fought a handful of people and then Alt came and killed everyone using mm-hmm. their like technology whatever a cool moment we went downstairs by the way. what's that it was a cool moment by the way. It was, and it was totally different cause than what I was thinking because I thought we were going to have to shoot our way through the whole yep. thing, but it was like, you know, two rooms and then just like walking through all these corpses. Adam Smasher shows up. He kills Rogue. Uh, I killed Adam Smasher because I was like, every other time I have like the option to let people live, I usually do because I always think like maybe they'll appreciate that. Like I thought uh, the other guy, the other assassin was going to yeah. show up and help me yeah. out. Cause he, cause Adam Smasher was like, you spared this guy. You are a, you fool. And I thought he was going to show up and like with his machine gun and katana and fight him. I thought that was going to be a payoff to that decision I made, but nope. apparently not. Nope. Um, killed Adam Smasher. Cause I was like, you seem like the kind of guy who's going to come back for me for revenge. Yeah. So I went over, I picked up rogue's gun and I killed him with rogue's gun. Cause I, was like, I did the exact fun. same thing. Sa- exact same thing. Yeah. So then I uh, went down plugged in sort this out <laughs> program to whatever Makoshi was and then um you have that out of body experience where you're playing as Johnny Silverhand talking to V yeah uh, my V looked a lot like Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine <laughs> um and then uh you have the option to as Johnny Silverhand uh, go into nothingness forever or you can come back out uh, you can go back into V's body. Did you have that option? Yeah. Yeah. And then I chose to go into nothingness forever. And then what happened? And then V woke up and it was like two weeks later. And then I got the stupidest ending I've ever seen in my entire life. Did you die? Did V die? Yeah. All right. So you wake up and you're in some giant, huge apartment. And the problem is it like cuts to black and it's just like, Everything sorted itself out. It's fine. And, and you, like over the news, it's like, Arasaka companies uh, on the run as people, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Um, and Pan Am was there and we're like getting dressed and everything in the morning and 
like we're clearly in the middle of an argument and she's about to dip head out with her ranger friend or what are they called uh nomads mm-hmm. she's about to dip with their, her people as they leave and she's like come with us i'm like i've only got a few weeks left and i was like am i still dying i mm-hmm. thought we figured i thought we figured that out but apparently we're still dying mm-hmm. but in the me in two weeks after this happened or however many weeks it was after this happened because i don't think it's particularly clear i think it's just the sometime later doesn't it mm-hmm. but just like very like <laughs> later it, yeah um, for, for the other ending it was the same way we are living in a giant giant apartment i you put on gold plated pants and boots and in the in the time between we i last played like vomiting all over myself in mikoshi because i can't (laughs) (laughs) to now i have bought this huge ass apartment i've got helicopters coming pick me up i'm running the afterlife and i get there and everyone's like, you're doing one last job? And I'm like, yeah, I've been meaning to do this to prove it to myself and to this city. And like, okay, didn't you just take down Arasaka? <laughs> like, what can you possibly do more than this? So I got in a spaceship and I went into space <laughs> to rob a space casino. And the game ended with, I cannot believe this game ended with me in space. Uh, I put a space helmet on, I loaded a space gun, and then I opened the hatch, and I jumped to go to the space casino, and I was like, oh, this will be one cool final mission. And then it zooms in on my face, looking at the stars, and then fades to black, and I said out loud, well, that's not it. And then like, boom, here are the credits, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, So I guess I robbed a space casino? I'd never heard of that before, or... V had never made that sound like that was a priority or anything like that, and then the game ended. So from what what I hear, one of the things that's only kind of mentioned in this game is that the moon is a pretty big deal in cyberpunk lore. Um, okay, like going to the moon. So I don't know. There's there's a lot more space stuff that a lot of people were saying is not part of this. I'm assuming that might be DLC, possibly, hopefully okay. free DLC like space stuff. Maybe I don't know. Okay, but sure. So um, I feel like we got the bad ending. What was your ending? So, so I did, did the same I, thing. I, I chose the same thing. I went. I went. I called Rogue, and the reason I did um, was first of all, like I, I had a relationship with Johnny. At least it felt like like he was kind of a dick, but he was like, "I'm going to be good to my word. You help me, I helped you. What would you do?" Kind of thing, and and I trusted him at his word, right? Yes. Like through our relationship, it just seemed like that was kind of a thing. He seemed to be untrustful of the corp person uh, of uh, what's her name again. Hanako. Yeah. Hanako. He seemed to be like, this is a bad idea. And, and I was like, he, I agree. Yeah. And, and why would you trust the, the this person, right? Like, yeah. I had no reason or whatever to trust her. Then when you have that last conversation on the roof uh, to call Pan Am, you have that conversation yeah. with her. First of all, that conversation was like re- oddly casual. It was like I was checking in with someone who didn't know my full story. She just mm-hmm. completely seemed like it, she didn't mean anything to my character because I had romanced her too, I guess. Um, yeah. And... Uh, so then I was like, well, I got to do Rogue. He's basically saying, I'm going to go out there for you. I will help you out so we I can do what I said I was going to do for you. Okay, right? question for you. Before before you got to this point, you had there were other points in the story where you could let Johnny Silverhand take over. You did that, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the first time it happens, he goes on like a drunken rampage. Right, that was a bad one. <laughs> and, yes, and you and you wake up and you're like, never again. But then Johnny was like, hey, like I, I do need to do this. And you're like, all right, fine. So I trusted him enough to be like, you will take care of this. You know how to do this. Right, right. Let's do like, it. Like, if that first drunken... Be- he did get the job done in the first drunken bender, though. He, like, got the information that he needed. Very untradition- uh, un- 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 uh, 
conventionally, but he got it from that, I guess, that uh, the, the Joy doll or whatever. He got the information yeah. from her after the car accident. But then the second time when he was with his band, that was the second time I had it happen. And it was like like actually a productive conversation. And like that was like a useful thing when he took over for yes. that. Uh, did you... I also let him take over my body to romance um, Rogue. Rogue, and that yeah, I did that. I, I, I did that for him too, as well. I would say yes, yes, yes. I did. yes. Yeah. But I also remember that one part where um, I made a promise to him, and my promise was to kill Adam Smasher, right? Yes, yeah. And I figured that this would be the direct way to do that. And even though I wasn't doing it, he would be the one in control. I figured that that would be a big moment for him. Him and Rogue going back, kill Adam Smasher. I said I would do this for you. I would do the honorable thing. So that's why I chose that path, but it seems like it was the wrong one. And it seems like with most of the way <laughs> he was written, he's kind of supposed to be more of a bad person than I was giving him credit for. Okay. I would assume it seems like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that was the, the direction we were supposed to go with. Look, look, here's the thing. The way V is written, and, and we talked about this when we first started the game, and I turned around on V a little bit as I played more. But like when you first start the game, I'm like, this guy is such a douchebag. Yeah. I hate this guy. And so the way that I felt like it was setting the game up, it felt like Johnny Silverhand was the kind of guy that V would like and admire. Yeah. So I thought that the game wanted me to, and you know, you can talk about what the game wanted me to do. And I had the option to not do this, but I was also kind of like trying to get a good story. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like trying to play the game the way it wanted me to play it. So I tried to make V kind of buddy buddy with him obviously yeah. we clashed heads a little bit but i was trying to be like because it seemed like v would be on board with a lot of this stuff exactly yeah so so go on also like uh, i'm gonna uh, can you remind me to come back to the idea about how v looked up to johnny because that's okay. going to become important when we come to the end of the story so okay. i decided to go get rogue I did that. I went through um, uh, Arasaka Tower the same way. By the way, one of the, one of the coolest moments that became very anticlimactic very quick was after you quote unquote romance rogue that one night, right? Mm-hmm. When that scene, and then you like wake up, and then you walk out, and they're like setting up the game plan, and that like cool like bass music starts playing in the background, and then you like you get like your 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 um. You, you suit up and then you listen to the plan. Like that was a pretty hype moment. Like that was, it was a good, it was pretty sweet. That was yes. awesome. But then you get on the helicopter and ride that for way too long. And then <laughs> way that too was, long. that was that all the, all the momentum just gone. <laughs> yes. Um, and you but, get like guns that are like way overpowered. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, that you do get to keep both of them. Uh, the overpowered guns, you get to keep rogues gun and the assault rifle. When you go back to play again after, Oh good. The mission. assault rifle was like awesome. the best. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I can't believe this isn't. Yeah. Anyway, so you get to keep those, but then I did all the things that you did. I had a couple of bad glitches where I had to replace certain segments, and oh, I thought it glitched out in the in the plane where it like crashed because you mm-hmm. like look at the guy for way too long, yes, for and way there was too, no and there was nothing, no window. Yes, I yes, couldn't yes. see anything, and I thought yes, it glitched me too. out. So then I was like, oh, maybe that's why when I got to the next part, I had to replay it because just something didn't load right. But I did it again. And it was like, nope, exact same. You can't see anything. Very very not cool. Yep. Um So I I went through that. Uh, Killed Adam Smasher. By the way, he looked grotesque when you were like de- finished defeating him. He's like writhing, and his like brain is like head like out of his head. <laughs> he looked like the um, 
handyman from Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, so I was looking at cyberpunk lore, and he's considered to be a cyborg, or they call him Borgs in there. And basically, yeah. the only thing that was his original body was his brain. And they modify okay. that slightly, but everything for Borgs is basically like uh, different and enhanced and stuff like that. Kind of cool stuff, but whatever. Like he's a bad guy. Look at him. There's no way you can like not want to kill that guy. He needed it. Well, and it's also, and it's also like, man, that's cool. I would have loved if. The video game told me that. Right. Like, and by the way, by the way, like, I wonder, there probably is a, a possibility to not have combat, but, like, that seemed like, again, if you're playing a stealth build and you get to that final fight, you're kind of fucked. I was, the way that this game was described to me and by people, by advertising, there is a way to play the game without killing anyone. Yeah, well, there you go. I guess there is, if you can reload all the stealth sections every four feet, well, but... Well, no, you you chose you could choose not to kill him at the end. Oh, right, yes. And then but, you can, you can um, modify any of your weapons to be non-lethal. They have like the uh, oh uh, yeah, I guess attachments so. and stuff like that. And then your melee yeah. weapons can be either swords or blunt. The blunt ones are non-lethal, so you technically could. Whenever you stealth someone, you could either kill them or uh, stealth or knock them out. Like yeah. it's possible, but like it still requires combat. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like stupid. well, you're non-lethally shooting these right. people in the head. Like, oh. Okay, so right. then then I, he was still uh, Johnny was still taking over V's body. He goes into the Mikoshi, talks to um, Alt, um, and at this point was where like I knew I made the wrong choice in what I wanted to do. Like this is like the second you start talking to V in that moment, I was like mm-hmm. I messed up. And actually, it was even a little bit before that because um, you know how like right before you you plug in, you like pick up the the. The, you're dressed as Johnny Silverhands and you pick up the bullet that was around V's neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do that and then you have that conversation and V's character is basically like pleading for you to take his he's body. He's like pissed. Yeah. And he's like, do it. You got to do it. Yeah. And and then I was like pleading to Alt being like, no, I told him. I promised him I was not going to do this. I promised yes. him. And then it gives you that option. And I was confused as to what to do. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Because in that conversation, Alt says it doesn't matter. V is going to die. Mm-hmm. V is going to, like, the the change has gone too far. And I guess it maybe because I let him take over at the end there. That might have been part of the reason why in this ending you were going to sure. die no matter what. Like, it, uh, it was basically like he's going to die soon. So if you bring him back into his body, he's gone. He's basically dead. Yeah. It's a death sentence. So if you die, then he'll go back in his body, but he'll die too. So don't do that choice. Instead, you should take over his body so you at least get that. And V's totally like, yes, please do that. I want to do that. I want to live here. I'll stay here with Alt, blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to keep my word. Maybe the game is just telling me this like to like tempt me or whatever. Right. So I'm going to do the honorable thing. And I started walking towards the bridge. And then the V guy starts like beating he, you he up. Being like, he's like, like yelling, yelling at, at you. Like, you dick. I yeah. thought I was doing the wrong. I thought I was making the opposite choice of what I wanted to. Cause I was like, I thought he was going to be pissed that right. you weren't keeping your word, but right. instead he's mad that you are. So after like the two times of him punching you, he eventually just sits down off the, like, like with his he- like, like legs dangling off the edge. And he's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to do this. So I went back the other way, took over his body. Okay. And then you wake, you wake up and this is where it gets. And I guess, I guess maybe you got the bad ending. <laughs> Go on. Um, here, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Go on. So then what happens is it's like uh, the two weeks later, time has passed later, and you're in this like kind of crappy looking apartment. 
and you like are basically suiting up to leave. It looks like you grab Rogue's gun, you grab a train ticket or a bus ticket, you grab a bag to leave. You go outside, you meet this boy, I think his name was Steve, like who lived in the complex with you, and you ask Steve to drive you somewhere. And Steve, who's this younger kid, like seems to look up to you a little bit. It's like, sure, great, yeah. You leave with Steve, you pass his dad. Steve's dad's like this clearly abusive looking, gross, alcoholic type of man. And it's like, and then V's basically like, hey, don't worry, I'm paying him for this. He's just gonna take me to a place. He's like, why are you going with him? And then basically Steve will drive you anyway. And it's like, you don't have to do that. I can find the money myself. And V's like, don't worry. But he's talking like Johnny Silverhands. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Johnny is basically like, no, it's okay. I'll pay you for this. Let's go to this place. I want to go to this place one time. So then you basically go to a guitar store, um, and there's a bunch of guitars laid out, and the clerk there is like, look at these guitars. Which one do you want? And you're basically like, these are crap. I don't want any of these crappy guitars. Show me your real guitars. I want a real instrument, and I'm ready to pay for it. And she's like, oh, okay. Takes you to this back room where all these expensive guitars are, or at least the prices are more expensive. They look the exact yeah. same. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have two choices to pick from. I picked one that was kind of cool. It didn't have, like, what do they call that top, the, the part where you tune it? I'm not a guitar person. Like, above the neck. Uh, like the tuning? Like yeah. the tuning? Yeah, what like is that the called? Tuners? Yeah, they didn't have the tuners on them. It was just, like, kind of a cool, like, futuristic-looking guitar. And I was like, how? Oh, got it, got it, got it. So I'll pick that one. So I picked that one. You get it. You spend 5,000 credits on it. You go back to the car. They oddly animated you throwing it in the car. It looked like I hit Steve in the head, but he just clipped <laughs> through him. That was great. Yeah, um, cool. Then um, you basically drive away. Uh, you say, can we go to, uh, can we go to the, gra- the grave site? And Steve's like, sure. You go to the grave site. Um, you leave the car. Steve waits in the car for you. You go to uh, one place, and you basically take the necklace off that you were wearing for V. You put yeah. it in a thing that you bought a, you bought a gravestone for him. You oh, put it nice. in there, you close it, then you turn around, you take Rogue's gun, you put Rogue's gun in it for her gravesite, close mm-hmm. it. Um, and I do want to say in this story, I really did appreciate how they really kind of finalized Rogue and, and V's relationship about how important, not V's, Rogue and uh, Johnny's, Johnny's relationship. Yeah. Like that was a nice little touch. And like, as like, as it seemed like uh, Johnny and Alt were the real characters, I really do think Rogue and Johnny's relationship was like a special one to Johnny. They just it was one of the better up. ones. Yeah, they just yeah. didn't set that up. I think in the in the flashback scenes, um, to the where I, I believed it. But anyway, so you put Rogue's gun there, and then you walk back to Steve in his car, and then you're basically like, "All right, go home. I don't need I don't need you to drive me home." He's like, "Okay." And then he 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 leaves. You walk to get on a bus. You put your bus ticket in. All of a sudden, uh, you see Steve running next to the bus, and he's like, "Hey, your guitar! You forgot your guitar!" And you just look through the window, and you're like, "No, I didn't." And the bus just drives away as you're sitting there looking at your character third person, just driving off. You're leaving uh, Night City, wherever the world's going to take you, kind of thing, right? Okay. Uh, Like you as a character have changed. Like V yeah. has changed. That V uh, Johnny has changed Johnny as a has person, changed. but he's alone. Everyone he's loved is gone. Every relationship he's had is gone. V is dead. Um, yeah. And uh, the the one thing that that I had that I showed that V had a bigger influence on Johnny than Johnny did on V is the whole game from the very beginning. I don't know why I did this. I chose that when I'm V, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to smoke. When I'm working, I'm working. Sure. The only time I broke that is during Jackie's funeral. I took yep. drinks with the people because I felt like that that was I he was my buddy, he was my friend. I would do it for him. The the Steve kid when I came out of the funeral was sitting by his car smoking a cigarette and you had a choice to just let him smoke or take it away from him. So I took it away from him. 
And like that just seemed like to me as like I was role playing. I was like, at this point, I would say that Johnny has changed enough that he wasn't going to be this like drunk, crazy person anymore, that V had a big enough influence on him that he was going to change as a person. So I thought that was like an impactful choice that for whatever reason just kind of worked out. Like when I started the game and made that choice, I had no idea the last thing I would do in the game is choose if I would let this little kid smoke or not. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. Um, so I think that was cool. Don't know if it was intentional or not by the developers, but the fact that they l- allowed you to choose to drink the whole time kind of made me makes me think it might have been something. But sure. then, as the credits are rolling, you meet all the friends that you meet. Yeah, then they all and like, call you get you their conclusions. Like, Pan yeah. Am was just like pissed. She was like, she was basically saying, "Johnny, you're a fucking jerk. I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna kill you." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool. don't. Oh, cool. <laughs> great, great." Um, then, uh, uh, who is the, the security guy who you were helping the whole game and you could save his life or not from Arasaka? Um, uh, Takamura? Goro, Goro Takamura. Yeah. Okay. So Takamura, you saw you Takamura called and basically was talking about how, um, you, he had read, um, like he's been reading, like when Samurai, uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> there's, like a, there's like a poem though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He takes a poem. Yes. Yeah. Samurai, uh, when they're doing their, uh, the last thing they have like a suicide poem, he was reading a lot of them insinuating that he was going to do that too, write his yeah. poem and then commit suicide. Um, but he ended his message with a, you didn't do what you had said. Screw you kind of thing. I was like, yeah, me Great. too. Someone else mad at me. Um, and then, uh, Saul calls who I thought was kind of like a jerk or whatever. And he was like, Hey man, whenever you want, just come with me. And I'm like, you're the one character who likes <laughs> me. Right. Like really? Right. Um, you were, so you were so cold to me every other time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're the one who loves me at the end here. Um, and then, uh, river ward calls and he is basically like, yeah, I started to give weapons to people to start a revolution, man. Screw the cops. And I was like, okay, <laughs> great. Sounds great, Robin Hood. You changed. Um, And, like, everything was, like, bad. I'll say this. What you're describing is a much, in in my opinion, a much more, like, poignant message of the game. I I, I agree. And a better, like... I think Johnny Silverhand is an interesting character in this game. I thought his relationship with Rogue is interesting. And to hear that he makes good with his relationship with Rogue in that way and with V in that way is kind of cool. And that, you know, he turns into a good guy where he's like, buy you this guitar, whatever, don't care. I think that's cool. And him leaving makes sense as well. So to me, I think I got the ending that like, like a high school jock (laughs) would write where it's like, okay, everything worked out and now you're super rich and you run the afterlife and you're super famous and now you're going to space. Whereas like, Okay, so the, what was the whole point of the game? I mean, I mean, it, it, so a message that is said over and over and over again is about, okay, corpos suck. Arasaka screws all these people over. Corporate, you know, these white-collar corporates screw everyone over. These people who are freaking, you know, like, so wealthy and all this kind of stuff, they are the bad guys of this story. And you see exactly what the effect they're they have on the other people, right? You look at what happens with um, Judy and uh, I'm forgetting the woman's name who who gets horribly abused and, and all that kind of stuff. What's, what was her name? The blue uh, hair woman. Yeah, uh, the, the Judy's uh, girlfriend. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or, yeah. So, like, you see how negatively it impacts them. You see how it negatively impacts all these other people. And then at the end, you're just a super rich and famous guy. Like... 
and that's good. Who's like you're going wearing to gold die? plate. You're wearing gold plated shoes. Like there's a. It makes a note of that. Like why? Yeah. Why? You know, it, it's just it's so weird that it would like. I mean, I'm not surprised because it basically dropped the ball in every other part right. <laughs> of the game in terms of like messaging and stuff. But I don't know. Like, so at least what you got sounds. Yeah, kind of bittersweet. And I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry you experienced it that way because in this conversation the ending I got seems a lot better now so it's not the bad yeah. ending. But it's it's I think our ending and what we chose seemed to be the wrong thing to do anyway just because it doesn't seem like either of these endings are like a positive thing um, necessarily. Like mine is like kind of yeah. mine was kind of dark. It shows Johnny has changed, but then V has still kind of died, and like you're just like sad and alone at the end, even though you're a nicer person. Like what mm-hmm. did it lead to? Nothing really. Right. Um, well, you know what's interesting? I chose what I thought the game wanted me to do. Because I thought that, it's to me it seemed like call up Rogue, let Johnny take the wheel, was the way that the game was like, we're doing this. Like th- like that's like the canon ending, right? Because it made, it made it very clear like, well, only a fool would go with these Arasaka people. And I was like, yeah, that's the ending you get to, to see the opposite of <laughs> the ending you got. And then the Pan Am thing was like, yeah a similar kind of thing like this is for repeat playthroughs it didn't yeah. seem like that was the like clear way to go yeah it was really, also like yeah. Yeah. I, I wish they also built up if if that was one of the the canon endings was leaving with pan am and the group right yeah i wish they i really wish they made that relationship more impactful that you had I, like she was a bigger part in the game that she would help more and it might have been the fact that i did everything up into the last mission really quickly and then i did a bunch of side stuff so there was so much time in between me meeting pan am and then actually mm-hmm. finishing the game that it just felt like there was a disconnect but like it just didn't seem like that was built to be like one of the the ways to, for the story to conclude it it what well, it didn't and and the fact that it was only pan am made me think like because i mean okay so all those other quests with rivers and with uh carrie and judy and it's like you spend the same amount of time with all these people yeah right so i thought that you were going to be able to choose like which of my friends is going to like do me a solid for me it wouldn't have been judy because judy moved to like seattle or portland or something and like so so okay so that the way i played that relationship made it so that she couldn't come help i thought that would have been interesting but no it's just pick which flavor ending you want yeah yeah um, I, I don't know the, as I said at the top of this whole thing, to me, the, the reason I didn't, I, I like this game, um, okay, is not the story. I really think the story is a missed opportunity. I wish they set up the lore of this world a little bit better. They talked a little bit more about that. Like what's the, the history of this world. And I watched a lot of videos that kind of got into it and I'm mm-hmm. sure I could have read some grimoires about it, um, sure. and everything, but like the way the story is just it was just so disappointing and Johnny's a really interesting uh, character in the actual cyberpunk lore too. Oh, is he? Yeah, he basically um was a, a soldier in the South American War for America and these soldiers are places that the uh cy- cybernetics companies were basically testing implants on and they were basically mm. used as like human test subjects when they were in this war and it was in that war that Johnny basically deserted and hated the government because of that because of what they were trying to do um and then he became a, a punk rocker or whatever he became a, a musician and his songs would basically be the only way he could talk about this stuff because if he just tried to put like messages out there the technology the the hackers would have got made sure people couldn't hear it but by making yeah. this music this was a sure way that his protest and his the real truth could get out there which is kind of a cool like yeah, little backstory and it gives him a little bit more reason for why he is the way he is now again that might have been in there and all the the text and stuff like that but where was that in the actual story 
story in a very clear way. Right. I saw people talking about, and, and again, I, I think it's clear we don't hate this game. No. I just like w- played it and was like, this could have been like the ideas here are interesting, but it could have been so much more. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, oh, I was reading some people talking about this game, talking about how deep the storytelling is and, and, and how deep the characters are. And I would say like, I mean, like two of them are, you know, Johnny Silverhand is interesting and I thought Rogue was interesting, but like everyone else is kind of very like one note. I, I thought actually one um, mission line, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. But also I thought that if like this game, I saved all these people, right? And and I thought like Takamura was going to show up at the end, but I got the same thing where he's like, "Where were you?" He's like, uh, he does. Do- I, I what believe you told he me. does. I believe he does in one of the different endings because one of the one of the um, trophies, trophies references you saving him or him saving you. I figure that he shows up in the Arasaka ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I assume I assume that he and the other assassin show up at some point. Yeah. But like. It's not the ending I got. Right. So this relationship that like, because the way I played it with him as well was like, you know, I was initially kind of like, I don't trust you. But then yep. as he started, we started like saving each other. It was like, all right, Goro, you and I to the end, buddy. Um, Cause like I went back and I, I mean, it sounds like you did too. I went back and I saved him in the building. You know, Johnny was like, let him die. You know, like whatever I saved him. Cause it was like, this is what yeah. you would do for me. You would yep. come back for me. But um, it's it just, it, I, 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 People saying this so deep and whatever, like the story is so deep. It was like, who's the antagonist? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I'll tell you who it's not. It's not Adam Smasher because you learn about him through a side quest as Johnny Silverhand. And it, like you talk about him a little bit and that's when you get Johnny Silverhand's gun. And did you get the car as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that you, he's referenced there that he might be around and then you find out like, okay, he's still alive and then he shows up at the end and you kill him. So that's not an antagonist. You could say it's like Yorinobu Arasaka, but he doesn't know who you are. Right. Right. Like you interact with, you don't, you never interact with him directly. You watch him kill his dad, but like he doesn't show up. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, yeah, I, I think, and I think that's why I was so confused at the end about yeah. like what choice was the right choice to make, and like mm-hmm. I don't think being confused into a choice is good storytelling. <laughs> no, because what I what I do appreciate about like games like Until Dawn, I, I I talked about how when I was playing through what's the uh, Detroit become human. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of choices in those games. You don't know you're making choices. Yep. And it's like, well, I didn't choose. I didn't mean that to be a choice. And I don't love that. Whereas like until dawn, it's like this or this, it's yep. very clear what the outcome of choosing this or this is going to be. It might not be clear about the outcome, but like uh, the overall outcome, but the immediate yeah. outcome is very clear. Yep. Whereas in this game, it is not. And I don't know what is important and what is not important you know like i thought that doing those quests with why did i do those quests with rivers and whoever else i mean i thought they were interesting stories but i also thought that the game was going to make good on the that building that relationship yeah like getting the team together for that final mission um i think too just a problem with the storytelling uh do you know Mm -hmm. what the two big corporations that run night city are called so arasaka yep and militech correct 
How much Militech I, did we get? They talked about them briefly. Right. So it, someone someone had Militech implants or right, something like that. Exactly. Oh, we've got so, a Militech skeleton. We do. And even like because that's the, they're, they're the big company with technology, right? Like they're one of yeah. the, the big companies and stuff. But you have this idea that you have Militech versus Arasaka, and you have this whole kind of like conflict between the two of them. And and again, in the cyberpunk lore, there's been these corporate wars that have been fought. Um, right. I don't know if you ever explored the map, but apparently there's like the Mexico border that you can't go to, and if you try to get over it, they'll start shooting you until you die. Okay. Like that's cool. I was like, why is that the case? <laughs> apparently, know. that's in. I think that is in the um, Nomad beginning. You they smuggle an that? iguana. What? You smuggle an iguana with oh, Jackie. Oh, okay. Maybe that makes more sense. Okay. Well, there you go. That would have been maybe more. I I should have. Like, I don't know. I just I just wish with this new world they would have made the the background of it a little bit more front forward in the story. Yeah. But. Because the thing, like the way not to do it, it for me personally is the way The Witcher did it, where it just goes, figure it out. I thought that Cyberpunk did a good job easing you in, like, okay, here are who are the major players yep. here. Yep. But then, like, it didn't do anything with them. Right. Right. And and like, okay, I know, I know who Yorinobu Arasaka is. Well, what's his deal? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I like now I've been introduced to him. Okay, he kills his dad, sure, and that's sort of the crux of the whole thing. But like, what else? What is he up to? He doesn't come back up. I mean, they they t- reference him when talking to Hanako, but like he doesn't, (laughs) there are no actions he takes that directly influences my character or anything. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't even seem all that worried that we have Johnny Silverhand. No one, (laughs) no one, no one who you talk to is like, Oh, you're the person who stole my thing. And they pull out a gun. They're like, all right, see you later. And it's like, well, got to shoot our way out of this. Like that would have been interesting, but everyone's just like accepts that. Oh, well you have it now. I, I I guess the biggest disappointment for this game is that I wish what you did mattered more to the end result, yeah. um, more so than just being phone calls that you get in the credits. Yes, and I know that's how a lot of these games end, but I think the promise of this game was your choices actually matter. That is that is the whole thing. Looking at this game for what it is, yeah, it's pretty good. And yeah, that, that makes sense. That's how all these games end. But that's not what this the expectation was right and you know coming back and forth to it and i feel like the conversation for this game has stopped because it's first of all not a long game second of all like not a great game it's a good game but it's not like i feel like when and i was a kid for this so maybe i'm wrong i feel like when skyrim came out we were talking about skyrim and we're still talking about skyrim a little bit whereas this game i think is going to be forgotten This, this seemed to be another game that came out this year this wasn't like mind-blowing yeah i and i i think um kind of going off of that just a little bit i think a game like mm-hmm. skyrim does have kind of endless content almost yeah, it, it's certainly bigger it's huge it's and like there's all these little quests and stuff like that but this one it doesn't seem that big and i think i would have not played this game more than 20 hours if it wasn't for me trying to get this platinum yeah how are you doing on that by the way I mean, I I, just hearing things with it being bugged and stuff, I've kind of like slowed that roll down a little bit. Like, I Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to like be that into getting it at this point, even though I'm set up to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, there's all those those reports on Steam. I think that it lost like almost 80 percent of its player base since it first launched. Yeah. And and that makes sense to me. Right. Because first of all, again, we said it's a fine game, not a great game. But second of all. Uh, it's not that long. Right, exactly. You know, I wrote an article about how a QA developer, and also their QA, so that makes sense that they put a lot of time into the game, but they said they're taking their time, um, and they've got 175 hours in the game. 
doing what? I mean, I guess all the gigs and buying all the cars and doing all the like uninteresting side jobs. Um, this, which pl- is, this platinum go here, not, kill will people. not take me 175 hours. No, it seems like it, what like a. I would say it would probably 60, take 70, me 80? sixty. Would be a good number for it. I could be wrong, but I don't. Th- I don't think I am. Yeah. So, did you have you done the quest where you get in the punch out the fighting ring? No, I, I, I have I anything that involves like the melee stuff. I'm just kind of like, eh, no thanks. Melee. Well, here's what you. Oh god. Yeah. Here's what you do. Okay. Uh, you start. Uh, you get in the fight, and you have the option. You know, you ready to fight or no? Before you even have that conversation about like time to fight, you drop a non-lethal blunt object, and you start the fight. You pick up the object by equipping it. But so it's, I think triangle for you is Y for me. And then you use that weapon to win the fight. I got a question though on in, the, in that yeah. fight when you're when you're hitting the person when you're mm-hmm. just hitting them with with that blunt object. Mm-hmm. What's 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 the character's hitbox like? <laughs> I will say it's bad, uh, but that's just because melee fighting in first person is always kind of bad. Yeah, but. Uh, I I appreciated that that there. You got anything else to say about this game? I'm I mean I'm sort of cyberpunked out. You know I, I I did some strategic saves so that I could go back and experience the other endings, and I might do that once I finish Assassin's Creed if still nothing is new. You know because uh, I I'm interested. The one that I'm interested in is seeing what happens if you do go with Hanako. Yeah, I can only imagine that 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 starts with like, come on in this room, and you go in the room, like the lights turn on, it's a hundred people shoot pointing guns at you. <laughs> like, I assume it's probably like maybe the more stealthy political option, but yeah, I'm gonna do it. Him. I'm gonna do it because I need to to get the the platinum for it. I think. Yeah, but um, not yet. Other things yeah. to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening uh, to us. We appreciate your time for this 25th installment of Hitbox, the podcast. If you have any opinions on either the Series X, the PS4, or the endings of Cyberpunk, I would love to hear what you think about it. Um, And you can, I said this before in the episode, you can send that to our Twitter at HitboxPod, or you can email us at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com, or you can message either of us directly on Twitter or things like that. You can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a review if you so choose. Give us a, uh, how does that work? Stars? Well, how like, many, give us as many stars as you think we're worth. I think it's stars, right? Yeah. And I, I, know so, we're bo- I know we're both stars, but please give us just more than two if, if you think we're worth it because yes, that's, yes. Not a good, that's not a good score. So, To my understanding, yes, Justin, two out of five, or I assume it's five, not ten, right? Yeah. yeah, two yeah. out of five is is not not ideal, but um, yeah. And if you're interested, you, you could show this to the friend. That, that would also mean a lot to us. Anything else from you, Justin? Oh no, nothing, nothing much. Uh, yeah, just gonna keep keep living my dream of uh of working hard and hardly working. You know what I mean? <laughs> Couldn't have said it any better. My st- my di- my ding dang self, Justin. I, we, I think I really have to think of like a final line to say every week. <laughs> I, I gotta got be mine. better. <laughs> mine is mine is fine. I got the the outro here, and the it ding is dong. old games are old. Later, peace. I'll stop recording. <laughs> 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 <laughs>